I need to know everything Who in the what and the where I need everything Trust me, I hear what you're saying But act like it's new what you're telling me I'm curious, George I hop in the Porsche with five and a horse I'm ready for war I'm coming for throws To turn to a ghost I need to know everything Now you be surprised at the info you get Is by letting them talk So I'm letting them talk Gotta keep quiet, maneuver in science Then let them in talk up their body Another one body that's just Hello I got some Three, secrets I'm shaking two, the game So Hello and welcome to JK Plus One. I am not your host, PTF. He's uh, at the little house on the east side doing who knows what. He's, uh, he's, he's trying to plan some party he's having. He hasn't even invited me to it yet. I just heard about it from someone else. But uh, we'll see what happens. But I am Jonathan Kinchin, and uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us again on JK Plus One. I want to thank our friends at Qatar Racing. Can't wait to see Caravel run in the Troy can't wait to see what Qatar racing does at uh, the phasic Tipton sale as well. Um, the guest we have today, a little bit of a hint with the shirt, uh, actually partnered with, uh, with Qatar racing last year. We'll see if they can do some more, uh, partnering and noise making and continue to bring us these championship type horses, uh, with the mar- maroon and gold. So, um, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, one of my dear friends in the world and, and one of my favorite people in racing, Bob Edwards joins us today. E5 Racing, Rushing Fall, Good Magic, New Money Honey. And uh, he's also been known to show up to a million-dollar sale without any shoes on. But uh, that's what makes Bob so awesome. We catch up with Bob and talk a little bit about uh, kind of his introduction to the game. A ton of success early. And uh, now he's, he's knee-deep. Uh, right when we got done recording, I, I saw his list of like 90 horses. He's got a lot of horses. So he's, uh, he's, uh, he's involved and he's awesome. And we're going to sit down and, uh, chat a little bit with a little bit of video. It's been, a, it's been a while. I, I've been promising you video. I think I got everything set up. We'll see. This is our first trial run, not doing it at a, uh, professional studio. We use the professional studio for Angel Cordero, but now it's just, uh, me and let's see if I can pull it off. And hopefully uh, DJ Unstable can help us make the magic happen. So uh, without any further ado, my man, Bob Edwards. Bob, what's going on? Not much, buddy. Good to, uh, good to see you. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see if this works. The last time I did a video podcast with, with Angel Cordero, we like went to the city and went to this professional studio. We're in Saratoga at the quote clubhouse, and I just set this up on my own. So we'll see if it works. I'm going to tell you, this setup is phenomenal. This is pretty much the same setup with the ring lights and the cameras that my wife and I used to take feet pictures to sell on the <laughs> internet to subsidize our income. So this is killer. You, you always start off with such a good joke at Cart Talk. <laughs> I remember I asked, uh, I said, I said, uh, how did you meet, uh, how did you meet Chad Brown? And you said, uh, you said Tinder. Tinder, yeah. How did you really meet Chad? Um, introduced to him uh, through Mike Ryan. Um, and actually, you know, met him even before I had horses with them and just kind of we hit it off and, you know, started having fun together before racing. Now it's, you know, your story in racing is interesting because, you know, it's funny. One of your biggest horses, the first one was new money, honey, which is actually hilarious because, you know, you were new to racing. Like it's what it, you weren't, a, your last name wasn't Phipps. Your, you know, your, your great grandfather didn't run a derby horse. Uh, you really were new to the game. How did it all start? What, you know, I, where did this first, horse come from come from so my wife is from saratoga you know she, she's from saratoga was a pinkerton you know the joke i have the picture with nwa in a sweatshirt and hoodie and we're around town um her family lives here a big family live up here and we pop in once a year for a family reunion and uh one year we, we came in and 
Steve Weston lives on Fifth Ave, was a business partner of mine. And he said, bring Cassidy over my daughter, um, who's married to Tyler Gaffley. So we're all invested in horse racing. Um, went to his place and um, took us back. I've never been back there. You know, I was, I was just sitting, you know, sitting on a picking table, drinking beer, picking numbers or, you know, names and had no idea what I was doing. So we went to the backside and had the opportunity to walk around and, and you know, love on the horses and see how well they were taken care of and see, you know, this is the time and the care and the maintenance and, and how everybody looks after the animals and kind of, you know, sucker punched us and rolled us right into the, the New York Red Auction. Right? And it was, it was like, you know, look day. And um, from there, Steve introduced me to now Brennan, Ian, Mike Ryan, and, you know, typical fashion. I, I probably had on a dirty baseball hat, a hoodie and, and cargo shorts. And uh, it was with Cassidy and Mike, you know, spent all afternoon walking around, showing us confirmation, spending time with us. And, you know, my daughter loves horses. She's riding horses all the time. And, and she's like, come on, dad, come on, dad, let's get a horse, let's get a horse. And it's all right, Mike, you know, I got to dip out for a wedding. Um, yeah, let's find me a horse. So it, like in the middle of ceremony, like the rehearsal, I'd dip out and get on the phone, Mike, and kind of go through the bidding process. And that was our first horse, um, New York bred out of looking at Lucky. Which, which horse was that? Lucky Bug. Um, not so lucky. <laughs> not so lucky. Well, so Lucky Bug might not have been lucky. But I mean, I think as an introduction to the game, you had a pretty incredible run with uh, in 2017, or was it 16? New Money Honey. 16 was New Money, New Money Honey, Honey, right? Yeah. New Money Honey. Where, where, but where? For did... her, so when she, you know, we bought her as a yearling, and you know, kind of went back home, did the math, started looking at pedigrees, started paying way more attention to horse race than my day job, and you know, went back to Mike, went to Keelan, and bought that first crop of horses, New Money Honey, being one of them. But then I went to November and bought some mares and I, I, I purchased Zendaya, which was a, um, it was a dispersal and Ian Brendan had, had raised the horse and broke the horse's binary. And we checked in with Ian. He said, no, this, this horse is, is, is legit. Was legit was here. We vetted. I called Chad. This is before I had any way. said, Hey, look, any way you can uh, train this horse? He said, sure. That was my first win. It was at a Zendaya, the intercontinental. So my first win was a stakes win. It's unbelievable. And then she's still in your broodmare band, right? Yes. And Carl Spackler, who's going to run here in the hall of fame is out of her. So she's, she was in Ireland for the first two drops. I sold her first three drops. I sold a couple to Sheikh Mohammed and then brought her back home here and put her in full Uncle Mo. So, I mean, I know you have a lot of Queens in your life, but you know, but she's, she's gotta be one of them. Yeah. She's amazing. Um, she, you know, she's, she's been a, uh, a struggle, um, as a mayor, you know, her first, pregnancy was was terrible it was a c-section you know the, the, the fold didn't make it um claymore took care of me you know and, and we went back and the next seat we gave her a year off you know stitched up we had a you know a really nice into mischief which i'm going to keep that's a yearling now out of her all legs um and then the second was the warfront and then this year we couldn't get her pregnant after the warfront so i'd give her another season off and you know she seems to pay dividends if we give her that time and, you know, obviously it started off as a, as a racing thing, but it, it feels like the, the, the more you've gotten involved, it feels like it's more of a kind of a, it's going to be a lifetime operation of, of breeding and selling and buying and racing and the whole nine. Yeah, we're, like I said, we're fully invested. You know, we married our daughter off to a jockey. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're breeding, we're buying, we're selling, we're kind of, you know, all over the place. And it's, you know, it's just as much fun breeding as it is winning, right? You know, you have a, a real nice baby come out and you get to the point where you, you get to the auction and, and you do well with that. It's equally as exciting, you know, to go through the process. And, and like, I think the cool thing about your operation too is like, it's, it, it was, you know, it's, it was kind of homegrown, but it's kind of gone in so many different directions, right? Like you've got the great broodmare band that you've built, you know, some from buying, but some organically from racing. Then you've got the the stallion shares from a stallion that you raced, who's 
the hottest stallion in the country right now. And then you've also have the, the, the big scores with like rushing fall with some of the money to kind of run back into it. Um, new money, honey. What did you, did you sell her? Did you keep her? And we have her. New money, yeah. Honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's in the band. What, what's, what's her next? What's who's she have coming? That's, that's who's in that two slip. She was going to go to good magic right before we won the derby. You know, I was all in, you know, I was, yeah. that was my dream. My two, you know, my two breeders cup, you know, horses, you know, first kind of big wins. Um, but she, she had a, a, you know, rough pregnancy again, nothing bad. The, the baby came out great, but she just couldn't get pregnant. So, um, you know, we went back and just gave her another year. How, where did, where did, tell me the, the origin story with new money, honey, your first breeders cup win. I had no idea what it was. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, you know, breeders cup thing. It was, you know, it was a, uh, uh, you know, big race, you know, we, we were like, this is cool. You know, it's in California. That's cool. I'm going to go out a couple days early with my daughter Cassidy. Chris is going to come with Riley and Delaney and you're walking on the backside and um, my buddy joins alone. He had a horse running with Rudy in, in that, that early breeders cups. And uh, when new money honey was running and, you know, I'm with Rudy walking around um, and he's like, you want to go on the grass? I'm like, can we? He's like, yeah, sure. And while we walked on the, on the turf course and it was like, wow, you know, looking at, looking at just the, the size of the mountains, looking at the stands, it, it was, it was incredible. Right. I still had no idea how big of a race it was. So, you know, we get there, you know, she runs, she, outruns her pedigree you know she looks phenomenal Javier is a, a perfect ride on her we win still have no idea what's going on you know all right cool we're going down to winter circle and you know bobby flay hands us the trophy and you know we're all excited we're smiles having a great time and they go they want to take a picture here so i'm looking for a photographer and they go no behind you and then i turn around and all the photographers are around on the track and that was the moment that hit me like wow and i still I mean i'm still getting goosebumps now it, it was an incredible moment it was really incredible and, you know, I got to think that, you know, that having that success early, you're like, oh, okay. Once you found out how important it was, you're probably like, okay, I think we got a little lucky here. This probably isn't going to happen again. And then a year later, you win too. Well, actually, the next the Sunday, we won the Gold of Cova with Zendaya. So we're back to back. We're like, ah, oh, this is great. It's unbelievable. And then the next year, two Breeders' Cups uh, with, I, you know, look, I know that there's a lot of special ones in your, in your, uh, in your racing history. But I got to think that these two, that weekend had to be the most special weekend you've had in racing. It was, I mean, unbelievable weekend, right? You know, rushing fall. So it's a Del Mar, rushing fall wins. And like Del Mar's tight and high. So we're, you know, we got a great perch, but, it, you know, we got a crew and it, it's taken us like 10, 15 minutes to get down. You know, people are congratulating. You know how it goes, right? You know, you know, walk by, like, I see Peter Brandon. He goes, Bob, how many breeders have you been in? I go, three. He goes, how many one? I go, three. You know, kind of that kind of going all the way down. And we get down and Chad's like, what are you doing? You know, Javier's been walking circles for like 20 minutes. I'm like, dude, sorry. You know, I'm trying to get down. So, you know, everything's good. You know, get great pictures, great fun, good magic. We're in the paddock. And Chad looks and he goes, don't leave the paddock. I'm not waiting for you when we win this race. <laughs> so we, we stayed there and, and Bob's in there, obviously. The cameras are on Bob and, and you know, good magic starts coming. We're starting getting louder and the cameras kind of start panning over to us. And, you know, our crew is going crazy at that point once he breaks free you know, another unbelievable moment for us. Were you pretty, were you pretty confident um, going in? I mean, I would imagine you were pretty confident with rushing fall. Were you as equally confident the next day with good magic? You know, when, when Chad is super confident, you know, I'm, I'm really confident, you know, when, you know, especially when he said, don't leave the paddock, you know, he, you know, the horse was training well, he was just unlucky. And you know, obviously he showed his class that day. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's outstanding just to think about the fact that like this horse was a maiden, and 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 ran in a race that big but it, it you know it also just it also turns to one of those situations where you know born in another year he, you know he's, he's 
could be running for a triple crown, right? I mean, runs, runs in a justify in the Derby, runs in a justify again in the Preakness. I mean, he was a pretty special horse, and he's showing that now as a as a brute, as a as a as a sire. Great mind, you know. He was a horse, even even Derby Week. Like you could just go in the saw and lay down with him, like like a dog, and he'd kind of snuggle you. Just a, an unbelievable horse. Where Rushing Fall was pretty intense, um, different kind of mindset. You know, she was all game day. You know, it's different. What did you um, with with buying the the uh, Good Magic? How did that work? You were at the sale and and you partnered with Stone Street because they, they said they were going to stay in. How did mm-hmm. how did that whole process go? So at the time I had you know my babies were out Stone Street and we had a good relationship with Stone Street still do. Um, and uh, um, they had a horse and you know Mike liked the horse. Mike Ryan, my blood stock agent, and he said the Stone Street horse. They, they said they'd stay in. They'd be happy to stay in with us. And it was great. And we've done it a few times. We have another horse still on the track now. With, um, actually, it's his brother uh, with um, Jordan Wire down in. Uh, um, he's down in Florida. I'm sure. I think it's. I don't. Uh, I don't think he's at Gulfstream. He's probably up at um, uh, Palmettos. Yeah. Sorry. I, no, I've no. been there in a year. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even 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 all over uh, the the coast of Florida. Not so much in in on on land. Mm-hmm. Not much of a land guy. No, no. I try, I try to stay off land. Yeah. <laughs> um. So now you got good magic, and obviously he was worth so much as a as a stallion prospect. You, we, you know, we didn't get to see him continue to race a lot, but we did get to see Rushing Fall continue to race. And you know, one of those horses, one of my favorites, to, to win Grade Ones in all those consecutive years. Was it two, three, four, and five? She won a Grade yeah, One. Yeah. One, one of three horses, right? Yeah, Beholder and Lady Eli, right? Yeah, Lady Eli. Wow, it's pretty impressive. Good resume for uh, good good for Chad's resume there to have a couple yeah. of those. Um, rushing fall, did was there was it ever a question where you gonna keep her or did you kind of know mathematically you had to sell her? You know, for, for me, mathematically I had to sell her. I, I, don't, I don't have you know if I had ten stallions and I had a stallion farm, you know, maybe think about keeping her. Um, but I think you know she went to a great place going to Coolmore. Um, you know, they know how to make stallions and they know how to make stallions that are really good mares. So I think it was a good fit. When um, were, were you were you excited? Uh, did you treat that kind of like a race day when she sold at Phasing? Were you there? Were you? Was it, was, it? It was. It was. A, it was a really great event. Obviously, you know, Phasing had a great event, and Sarah Ryan and Indian Creek did a Sarah, sorry Sarah Sutherland and Indian Creek Mike Ryan's daughter Sarah did a, a phenomenal job um, with a hospitality tent, and you know, set this this stage perfectly. It was. I mean, it was. A, it was. There were fireworks. You know, um, Bradley and Elite had. A whole bunch of horses they had rushing fall and some other good horses so it was it was just a really good kind of good sale for everybody was it sad to see her go did you have that emotion of sadness oh, or yeah yeah you know and, and you wanted to see where she was going like you're not really sure you know at the end where it was going so you know once once i knew what the home was gonna be in and how they were gonna take care of her you know that, that's where i would want to go if i was in there right? <laughs> yeah yeah i don't cool more for sure do you uh have you seen her since have i you, haven't no i've there? been in ireland yeah i've been, been since you know pre-covid right yeah, I mean, I, I, that'd be a fun trip. Maybe with that Tattersalls, hop over there and, and check her out. What's going on with her babies? Uh, I believe there's two Devowies. Um, so there's a two-year-old. Now, you know, whether it's going to be a two-year-old runner or not, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, so, you know, with, with Rushing Fall and, and, and Good Magic, you know, she, you'll obviously get to see her babies run. But one thing that you've, you know, I, I laughed the other day during the curling. There was three Good Magics in the curling, which I thought was poetic as well. Um, what was the derby like for you with, with Mage, a son of, of good magic? It was unbelievable. Um, I love the horse to begin with. I you know, love you know, him in Florida. I thought he ran well in the Florida derby. 
Um, it's already won well enough to, to be competitive. And, you know, once again, you know, Javier, you know, rode an unbelievable ride, you know, and, and, and made it look easy, you know, to win his first Derby and, and win his first Derby on, on one of Good Magic Sons, a first crop Derby winner. Unbelievable. And then going into the Preakness and coming two and three, you know, that's a, uh, that's, that's really something special for a first crop. Absolutely. And it's, it seems like, you know, especially with the success that Curlin's had, it feels like it's going to continue just to, the, 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 you know, all you need is one big winner and then it just rolls. Right. And he's had a couple of big ones and you got to feel like, you know, he's going to be pretty busy. I'm sure people are calling you asking you if, uh, to buy a couple of, uh, of, uh, seasons from you. It'll heat up. It'll heat up in uh, November or, you know, when somebody's not paying attention, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to breed the mares I have, you know, we go in and out depending on when, who, what, when, where, but, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to breeding new money, honey to them. You know, I had, a, I have a pivotal mare that has a really nice filly as a yearling out of him here. That'll go back to him again. You know, I have no no problem going two or three times back to back there, back to back to back. You know, the same sire. How many mares do you have now? Way too many. Um, <laughs> it's probably you know right you know coming off the track. I'm 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 meeting at one o'clock today with Kristen to kind of cull cull the herd a little bit. You know, the sweet spot's probably somewhere around fifteen. I'm probably in the in the mid twenties right now. And you'll and you want to kind of stay there consistently, or do you? Could you see that growing, or do you think that that is the sweet well, spot? Well, you know, for me that you know. I kind of have horses come up the track that I may like the pedigree better, or they may be a you know, better candidate for what I'm breeding to. And then some of the ones that haven't produced or, or have produced, you know, take them while they're high or, or get rid of them while they're not. Um, you know, obviously you you have a, a great relationship with, with Tyler Gaffleyone uh, for obvious reasons, but you know, one of the things like hanging out with you that I've always noticed is, is you have a great relationship with all the riders and uh, I would imagine Javier is pretty high on that list oh, for absolutely. new for new money, honey, and then rushing fall, and then also kind of indirectly mage as well. I'm sure I get that- a, I get a great Javier story <laughs> to tell you the, the caliber person Javier is. So Javier wins the Derby. You know I'm I'm, I'm elated for him. I text him, you know, congratulations. You know, super happy for you and your family. You know, and uh, let it that wins. You know, wins the Belmont, and I'm like, I think they need to induct you in the Hall of Fame again. Second, you know, whole big long text. He calls me the day after the Belmont, like at nine o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, and, and I rent the phone. And go, Bobby, what's going on? Pocket tell me. He goes, No, Bob, I, I just, you know, I just read your text, and I wanted to apologize that I didn't respond to you after the Derby. I said, You didn't have to respond to me. You won. You know, I was, I was so excited for you. I talked to him for fifteen minutes. That's the kind of caliber guy he is, and, and all these guys are great. You know, look, this is this is the hardest job, you know, in America. It's the only job, and you know, all your fans know it's the only job where the ambulance follows them around. These guys, they fall all the time. You know, Jose fell this week. Thank God he's okay. You know, you hate to see that happen. Right. Um, but these guys, you know, they put it all out there every day, every 30 minutes, bang. So, yeah, I have a lot of respect for all these guys. Bob, you know, I, I, I didn't know until I knew what E5 was. I, I, I thought at first, I, you know, I, when I saw that we did that feature on Fox where you kind of explained that it is about – um, you know, the name comes from your family, but the one thing about you is that y- your family's always around and, and when it comes to racing, I mean, a lot of times these, these guys that you see in racing, you just see them all the time. You sure. don't see the rest of their crew. Um, is, is this game just that much better having your family around with you? A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm actually, uh, you know, my son Riley and daughter Delaney are flying up tomorrow and, uh, you know, they're looking to uh, start wild in here in Saratoga and have fun. Austin's really bummed out that Riley's he's coming as he's leaving. I have a feeling that there's going to be some intense uh foosball for at least a couple of hours before austin hits it um riley is hilarious to me by the way because he's a comedian uh he helps in the business but then he also 
is a a, uh, a, a almost a pro- semi-professional foosball player. It's wild. Yeah, that's, that's why he's not here now, right? So him and Delaney would be here um, if it wasn't for Riley at a foosball tournament last weekend and Delaney want to fly alone or, or they've been up early. You, you, you taught him everything he knows. I taught him up to a point and now he's, he's far better than I'll ever be. Um, you know, he's just a better version of me in all ways. And, and foosball is no exception. The silks. Uh, I mean, obviously I have this shirt. It's, it, they're my favorite silks, not just because we're friends. They really are my favorite silks where who designed the silks. So, you know, got in knew nothing about racing. Um, when Ryan Daly does Daly silks, um, I said, you know, hey, I'm looking to get some silks done. Initially, we did the E with the number five in it, and the jockey club said no because they had a number in it. So we kind of just went back to the E, and she said, what color do you want? I don't know. I said, you know, I, you know, my, my pharma company had a green one, a logo, red one, and we're doing an orange one. I was, at, the, at that time, I was, I was looking to open a distillery, you know, when Riley was just kind of heading to college. So when he got out of college, you know, we could do the distillery thing, and he wasn't into it, so I went back into pharma. So she goes, well, how about purple? I go, eh, that works. She goes, what about an accent color? I go, ah, what do you think? She goes, lime green work? I go, sure. And, and that's how it worked. I mean, there really wasn't a ton of thought in it, and, and it just went from there. Well, it works. I mean, they, it's, I've, I've always thought of silks as like you want them to look different than everyone else's. When the horse wins, they know, okay, that's, that's E5 or, oh, that's so-and-so. It's very clear. It's very distinct. But then also, like, I like that you can see them on the backside. Like, when you can actually identify, it pops out, and these definitely. During, definitely during different. the Preakness, remember the, when Good Magic was Preakness, how bad it was? Yeah. All you could see was the head, the, like Javier's head or Jose's head with the green coming around. That was only, it was like a dot coming around because it was so dark. We couldn't see anything. It was raining, you know, foggy. Yeah. No, that was, that was, uh, that was, what were you there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't miss the big ones. It, it's hard, it's hard to miss a big one when your horse is running. Unless you're fishing. Unless I'm fishing, yeah. Tournament fishing. We know what we didn't talk about this. I don't know what happened. I know you left last week. I, I know you sent me a video of one that you caught. What, what, tell me what happened in the fishing tournament in, in AC. It was terrible. Um, 130 boats. There were 13 Blue Marlin caught out of 130 boats. It, like, maybe 50 fished in total. So we caught, I caught one Blue Marlin, 300-pound class Blue Marlin on light tackle, 30-pound test. So, you know, you had to work it for a while. And uh, my buddy John Hess caught um, a 52-and-a-half-pound yellowfin tuna, and we lost the Daily Calcutta for like 45 grand by two pounds. Oh, man. So, and then it was, you know, I was in Atlantic City for seven days. So two nights at Nobu, <laughs> you know, and just kind of fishing. I heard, I heard one Nobu night went pretty late. One Uber night, we're pretty late. And actually, we were on our way to the award ceremony and we're going into Caesar's Palace or not Caesar's Palace, the Hard Rock. And as we're walking in, Hard Rock Live is there and a band called Government Mule was playing and, and they're playing Dark Side of the Mule. So they're playing all Pink Floyd songs. So I'm like, I look at my guys in the crew. I'm like, hey, we're going to pivot. Let's go grab some tickets. We're going to go in to see these guys play instead of going to the awards dinner. And we kind of went in there and, and hung out and did that. Uh, live music. You enjoy a live music. Your your boat is named after Grateful Dead. Shake Grateful, Street, yeah, man. Shakedown Street, and uh, you're a fish fan as well. Fish fan. Mm-hmm. Yep. I I'm I I'm hearing that I'm gonna probably have to go to my first fish concert. I think you should. Yeah. I don't I don't think you'd regret it. No. I'm I'm gonna check it out. I mean, look, my my wife and and, and, and her family they they love it and and you love it. I love all of you guys. So I guess it makes sense. I, I'll probably enjoy it a little bit. I was trying to negotiate for. Ronnie Sr.'s freedom on Tuesday to go fishing with me. And Ronnie said, no, I need him Tuesday. I'm going to the city to see fish. So now, now I'm thinking it's a week later fish. So now my schedule is all screwed up for the rest of the week. Because they, they are, are they playing now? They're playing the garden, yeah, 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 next week. But are they playing here? So the rumor has it, and, and not yet confirmed that they're doing a benefit for Vermont for the, you know, for the rain 
right. victims, so it's flooding victims at, at SPAC on Travers weekend. That's what I heard. So that could be maybe super fun. You know, but guys, if you're watching, you know, <laughs> hey, we, we, we need to help. Um, it's going to be a lot of a long weekend for sure. Um, Bob, uh, one of the coolest things anyone's ever done for me is is uh, when my father passed you uh, offered to name a horse Kinchin and it was it was uh, it was an unbelievable honor and it was super cool and, and she ran so well here first time out and she ran well when we were down in the city as well at, at Belmont and uh, and now she's gonna be a mom and uh, I you know I've, that was a, a really nice thing that you and Chris did for uh, for me and my family it was you know it, she ran so well early on I think you know graded graded place like immediately early on in her career and just kind of never came back 100 percent from that but you know she is in full despite town so i went speed over speed you know try to get that you know that speed over speed in her and we'll, we'll see where it goes from there yeah you know that's the thing about those lope de vegas though like they have those two-year-old runs and then they sometimes you know newspaper record she was kind of a little bit of an outlier but uh even the one that won for brad cox the um i'm gonna go blank on her name the one that won the breeders cup um I'm not gonna remember, but even she kind of didn't go on as a, as a three year old. Do you have you have a handful of Lope de Vega? is at his diet to Luke de Vega, and he's a colt, and he's got a really good mind. So he's got mama's mind. Yeah, and he's got, but he's having a good three year old year, yeah. right? And so, um, where 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 is where is Carl? When's he gonna run? He's in he's in the he's in the main barn there at the at CB's barn. Yeah, I did. I see. He I saw him. He did, I think one day I was there. He tried to like get him to the webbing. He uh, he got loose. Yeah, he dropped the. I think he dropped uh, the exercise rider and <laughs> ripped out through pa past my backyard. Hit the deck. Uh, Miguel Clement grabbed him, handed him back to Baldo. And uh, you know, typically when that happens, the horse is done and he's a little yeah. stiff the next day. And um, you yeah, know, yeah. obviously Chad gave him time off from heel. And I, I think he put a bullet out. Um, you know, minute. You know, in five just uh, on on the weekend here on the turf. So he's going to run the Hall of Fame. That's beautiful. Do you love? I I like seeing you. You're always out there when your horses are breezing. Um, it's a fun part of the game, especially up here. Well, I just leave here at like three forty-five and sleep up in the uh, <laughs> in the stand there and wait for the first person the clocker to kick me, and then I just act like I just got there. <laughs> it's it is early mornings, but it's it's fun it's fun to get over there and and and, and hang out. Um, Bob, this is like another thing that you know is many times we've hung out and talked. I, we haven't really ever talked about your the pharma business and 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 the uh you're you know you've had a few different companies right now you're the one you have now you're currently focused on pets right well we do both animal and human yeah um so we have e5 pharma which is the animal division and miser bioscience which is the or sorry e5 is the human division miser bioscience is the animal division what kind of animal stuff do you guys do mostly small animal only because the number of of small animals is way bigger than the number of horses but we do have some equine products in the pipeline right prolumo obviously no prolumo just that so prolumo was a, a, a paste that we made uh one of my phd chemists made a paste for us because we had a bleeder yeah and it worked really well so then we started you know selling it commercialized it and started selling it so you know there's you know a handful of trainers use it on a regular basis so we always, always keep some in stock but it, it's it's not a prescription we do prescription drugs right um, what kind of like is it so like dogs, cats, stuff like that? Yeah, dogs, small? dogs and cats. Yeah, the companion animals. Yeah, but it, it, you know, it's it's much smaller than the human business, and and the generic side of it is just starting to come in its own now, right? There's not been a lot of generics in that space, so we're really early into that market. 
that's fun. But it's 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 equally as miserable as, as racing horses, right? So when you develop a drug, it's not a guarantee it's gonna pass, right? So right. you might have to develop it two or three times to get it right. You might have to go through a study to find out that you know you need to tweak something or release or it's variable, you know. So it's it's you know, I'm in two really depressing businesses. <laughs> that's why I fish, right? So that makes me happy. That's anytime I'm on the war, it's great. This morning on the podcast, we uh, we were covering a couple of races from uh, from Woodbine, and we were talking about you know the preps for the King's Plate or whatever. And and Pete Fornatel asked me like, what did I think about the King's Plate or you know those horses? And I said, I got to be honest with you, like I, I there's one horse I'm rooting for in the King's Plate, and it's it's Kalik. And uh, and I I actually hinted at the story, and I'll hint at it again here. We, we can't tell the whole story, but I did tell the story about how Chad, we were at dinner with Chad last summer, and he said he, he it was a different name. It wasn't Click then. It was a different name. But uh, but Chad said, he, he looked at you and said, Bob, we're going to win the Queen's Plate next year with this horse. After 20 mocktails. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. He did call it out. Yes. And we, we tried to get a name that didn't come through um, and ended up being Click. And uh, Chad, Chad called it out. And when he's confident, he's confident. Yeah, no, that's going to be fun. Are you going to, are you going to, are you going to pop over? I'm not sure. It's, it's like, is it, it's, it's like in a, I think it's a like, big weekend, isn't it? I think it might be Travers weekend. Yeah. It's, it's sometimes tough. they run on a Sunday, but yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, I love Toronto though. And Woodbine's fun. It's a cool place, but it, it seems like that might be, might be a challenge I mean, to, you know, watching it here probably be a close second with, with the guys, you know? So yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. And uh, we're obviously at the clubhouse and uh, it, a top secret o- operation here, but it's always fun to, to, to hang out and uh, the, the, you know, you and Saul and, and the other guys have done a phenomenal job making this place so much fun as a place for us to kind of go and hang out. Cause I can't, it's, it's too wild downtown for me anymore. Yeah. You know, well, this is kind of taking the edge off of downtown, right. You know, coming here, um, good people, you know um, obviously, you know, Jim and Jim and Sal and myself, you know, we, we love racing. Um, we love having people here, you know, on, on the big weekends and, uh, you know, even the quiet weekends, you know, just with the friends and family is, is special. Bob, you've got a lot of trainers and a lot of, a lot of owners, you know, you know, the Rapolis of the world stick to, you know, he's got a few as well, but you've, you've really seemed to try to give from my conversations with you, at least it sounds like you want to allow, give other people opportunities as well um, obviously you've had a ton of success with Chad and, and Chad's going to get a lot of the, 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 you know, the, the big ones. Um, but you do, you do spread them around. Yeah. I mean, you know, I always like to take care of Rudy. Um, you know, Rudy is like the camp council here in Saratoga and you want to be part of the fun. Right. So, you know, I always try to make sure I get a horse for Rudy. And this year, um, Dave Fox is another trainer, local guy in Florida. I love to support Dave. He's, he's won a lot of stakes for me. You know, he's, you know, he had Tyler on a lot of horses early before you know, my daughter was even dating Tyler and we did really well with him. Um, and he was up at the auction this year and I said, well, get yourself a horse. And, and he got one. It was a Florida bread, you know, wasn't a big market for Florida breads, but you know, he, he got, which we believe was a nice one, which is already in the shop. Um, getting a chip taken <laughs> out of the knee. Um, and he picked one for Rudy, which looks like a rocket ship out of Redsdale, New York bread. So, you know, got for Rudy. I'm, I have a horse with, uh, horse to see Vastusen, early turf horses that, that, you know, we hope are asked, got prospects, go to Wesley. You know, so we kind of, kind of pick and choose, you know, areas, right? So, you know, I'm always going to support Florida. I'm down there most of the year. You know, we, we try to get some horses in Kentucky, you know, so we can run in Kentucky when, when they're running elsewhere and, and, you know, obviously take care of uh, the, the big horses for Chad and make everybody happy or try to. 
um, the name you you had a name issue with for the David Fox horse. Is that the one that's in the shop? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's the one that's in the shop. Yeah, yeah, we tried to uh, um, get Falked passed through with a uh, with a uh, you know an entry like you know sending it through it like Thursday at four p.m. with the three hundred dollar fee to get it for Friday for entries, and um, they weren't too keen on that move. But <laughs> it was it was innocent enough, just you know, hey, and, and the horse I, got Falked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Bob, a funny thing that, you know, and our friend Dan Pickett um, actually pointed this out to me. I didn't, I wasn't fully aware, but he, you know, he talked to me about, about some of your boating adventures you guys have had together down in the Bahamas and elsewhere. And he, he loves to tell the story about how you're just like Jason Bourne out there. D- did you learn a lot of your, your, uh, your, your outdoorsman ship things from, was that a military thing? Did you, or was that a, just being no, out on man, the boat? That's just being on the beach or being in Florida, being a boat. I've been, you know, so Cassidy's 29, you know, we've been down in Florida 29 years. Um, so, you know, I've been, you know, every chance I got to be in the water on the water, I took. So, you know, just being in Florida, I used to do cave diving, deep diving back, back before they even had dive shops where they're mixing gas. We were mixing our own trimixes back thousands of feet in caves, um, doing two and 250 foot bounce dives at wrecks, you know, and, and spear fishing and all sorts of fun like that. And until baby number two came and Chris pulled the plug on that stuff. And then, <laughs> then I had to go a little shallower. And then once Riley got old enough, I started taking him with me and, you know, he's, he's a waterman as well. Not, not as much fun um, on the boat. He doesn't like spend as much time on the boat, but he does like the water. That's funny. I, yeah. Dan told the story. He was like, he said, well, we we're down there and, and Bob goes, you hungry? And he, he jumped in the water and he came back with like three lobsters. Now, in, in all fairness, it probably wasn't that deep, and the water's gin clear in the Bahamas, and you could see the lobster, and they don't have claws, right? They have these antennas, so you can snatch them up. And... How much time do you think you spent in the Bahamas? Oh, the IRS isn't listening. How much do you think you spent in, in, in the Bahamas? <laughs> oh, I, I got to get 60 days this year, probably. Maybe maybe a couple more. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, not, it's not fair, right? So it's easier for me to get to the Bahamas than it is Miami, and Miami's, you know, Miami's 45 miles from me, but the traffic, it's an hour and a half on a traffic day where, you know, I could be in the first island of the Bahamas 48 miles out the inland. You just hop on the boat. Hop on the boat and go over. And you got the you got the good internet so you can watch the races. Got, got the Elon Musk uh, high-speed internet, which is a game changer for us. So we can watch races. We can, you know, not miss anything, have fun. Uh, you know, Chris loves being on the boat, which is great. Makes it makes it better for me. Uh, Delaney likes taking the boat. You know, Tyler and Cassidy, they were the first two people on the boat after I bought it. So, you know, the family uses it, which is great. And I got a good crew as well. When, um, what's, what's next for E5 racing? What, is, what are some things that you haven't accomplished that you really want to accomplish? Some, some goals that you guys have? Love to get back to the Breeders' Cup. As we said, that's, that's the you know, world championship of racing. It's unbelievable. I'd love to, you know, love to get to Ascot. Love to win an Ascot race. You know, I just, uh, I haven't had the right horse. But, you know, hopefully, you know, one of these years we'll get an opportunity. Um, you know, any of, the, any of the, big, the big races, you know, the big three, the Travers. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to win a Haskell with Big Magic. But, you know, the, these big races are, are something that, that are etched in, in stone in history. You know, yeah. to have another Eclipse winner would be phenomenal. You know, to have, you know, Rushing Fall going the Hall of Fame would be phenomenal. You know, all these, all these good things. And, you know, obviously, you know, even if I bred a Triple Crown winner, that would be amazing. You know, I, I spent a lot of time going through the pairings, and the matings, and trying to, you know, put speed over speed or, or stretch a horse out or, you know, trying to play God um, and, and try to get lucky. Um the the uh, you reminded me I, I forgot last year how unlucky you were with pink hue uh she's back working she's back working in belmont um you know she just just 
kind of freaky issue. Um, got her, got her back down to uh, Stone Street. Ian Brennan took really good care of her. She came back and, you know, he, he said, you know, Bob, this is one of the best horses, if not the best horse we have in the farm, sent her back to Chad. He had her in Florida, went up to um, Saratoga and on a gallop, she bled, like never bled before. It was never an issue. Brought her back to Bruce, or sent her down to Bruce, put her in chamber for a while, turned her out for a little bit and she's back breezing in Belmont and she'll be back up here. And, you know, if she, she looks like she did in Florida, she should be a beast. Oh man, she, that was, that was a tough one. Cause I, you know, I think looking back at that race, she, I mean, she, she would have been tough, you know, they would have heard from her at least yeah. when they, when they turned for home, ask it. I've, I've, uh, I, I had to see you in a top hat, huh? You know, I, I wear a hat most times cause I don't have your hair, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'd love to go. I think, you know, uh, preferably on a cooler weekend, but I'd, I'd love to go there. Everybody that I spoke to that's went there has had a blast. Yeah. I, I heard, uh, um, a couple of my friends, uh, Jake and Reagan, they had the that Crimson Advocate that won. And, uh, you know, Jake can be kind of particular about his racing experiences. And obviously, racing can be a little annoying from time to time, depending where you are with the hospitality sure. and stuff. And just, you know, it, it can can happen from time to time. But Jake was just like, he said it was the greatest thing he'd ever done. And, and Bobby Flay even said, I don't know if he told you, he told us that, that it was outstanding as well. So I was going to go this year, but it was uh, two weeks after Italy. So... I couldn't, uh, I couldn't mount up the troops to get back. It took me a couple of weeks just to repair from your <laughs> wedding, dude. <laughs> no lie. Well, you, you kind of got the MVP. Well, cause we were all going home and going to bed early. Everyone blames you for being a little bit of the, of the ringleader for the, for the uh, late nights in the, in I'm the an plaza. ambassador of fun and, and, and your, your, your friends and, and obviously the family is, is phenomenal, but every one of your friends that you brought to the wedding is somebody. And I've said this a thousand times that I would have no problem going to dinner with because they're so cool and so much fun, easy to talk to. It was an unbelievable event. No, it was good. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was fun. And, and, uh, you know, it was, a it was, uh, not too much racing though. I think there's only one race watched, which I was surprised about during the entire time. Maybe two. I know Pete Fornatelle watched looms boldly run. Who's named after him. And I think maybe Chad watched a race. Chad watched it. And when we were Positano, he watched the race with the kitchen staff. Yes, that's a funny story. So didn't didn't he Facetime or someone Facetime Jody, Frankie to Twitter? Jody got Frankie on the phone and, and brought him back to the kitchen when Chad, you know, and and was the, the guys were loving it back there. The Italian guys, they 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 were loving Frankie to Tori. That's uh, that's that's hilarious. That's funny, Bob. This year, one of my favorite things last year that happened, and I just hope you do it again this year, was that uh, I was in like the champagne room at Phasing, and you you came over uh, barefoot. Well, I don't have to do it this year because you got me this killer jordan gatorades man so I, I think i can pull those off oh my god I tell people the story all the time when i'm like you gotta meet my friend bob he's the coolest guy in the world he went into this room where horses are selling for a million dollars and he was barefoot that's my man well i my, i didn't have shoes i was here and I, I don't typically wear shoes like you know I'm, I'm a florida guy i don't wear them i don't wear them to work most days um you know just i don't wear them on the boat unless teeth are flying and, and i have to um and i just kind of ran over there for a second didn't think twice and uh um, you know, went upstairs and Barbara looked down and goes, nice shoes, sweetie. And nobody said anything <laughs> after that. It was, it was kind of, can I get the pass? Well, look, I mean, I mean, I think that Phasic will probably give you a pass. You sell a horse like Rushing Fall for 5.5 million. You buy a couple here and there. You sell a couple here and there. I think you can probably get away with not wearing shoes. A lot of these other people probably wouldn't do it, but uh, uh, I'm glad it helps me out quite a bit because, you know, I'm usually underdressed as well. well. Maybe I'm starting a trend. Maybe, maybe somebody else will do this year. I'll do it. I'll go over there. I'll go over there for sure. Um, Bob, of all the 
racing events throughout the year? Which one, you know, is it Saratoga that kind of gets you the most excited? Are you a Florida Derby guy? You know, I, the big races at Florida, like if we're, if we're running Florida, you know, I'll go, you know, most times if I'm, I'm in town, I'll go and support the horse, the trainer, you know, we'll go down, Chris and I'll go down. Um, you know, we're good friends with Billy Badgett and his wife, Stacy. So we love going to see them. And then, you know, Saratoga, I'm here the whole time. If, if I get a chance to go to Keeneland, I love going to Keeneland. You know, obviously Derby week is great, but Saratoga is a place where I spend the most time consecutively. I'll go to the most races. You know, this is, this is the place where you see the best racing, the best people, you know, we're, we're really, you know, we're blessed to be in a really good spot in the stands where great owners are around us. And it's, you know, it's people to learn from and people to cheer for, you know, it's people to support and watch, you know, you know their operations, their horses run and, and, you know, they have the same joy we do. So it's great to see. As a successful businessman um, who loves the game, I always like to ask on this podcast because you know, I'm not one of those doom and gloom people, but I, I do think that there is things we can do better in our game. What, what are some of the things that really stick out to you if you were kind of handed the keys, if you were you know, the, the CEO of racing? What are some of the things that maybe you feel like we could improve upon uh, to help the game grow? One of the most frustrating things as a fan is finding what channel to watch it on, right? So, so as a fan – um, you know, and, and you know, we're racing multiple jurisdictions and you go to a channel, it's not there. You go to another channel, it's not there. You go to the app, it's not there and you got to find it. And luckily there's RTN and, and we can pick a race, you know, and know we're going to be there, but we might miss some of the commentary or, or some of the, you know, some of the back and forth from other racers. If you have a, if you're stacked up and you have two races at two different tracks and one's on, you know, one channel and it's not in the other and you got to kind of do a hot swap, that's frustrating. And it's frustrating for, for a new fan to really get into a sport. Um, you know, this is, this is, this is a great sport, you know, everybody in it pours their heart and soul in it. Right. Uh, you know, I see people out 3am lights are on, um, you know, typically I'm coming home and they're going to work and no, I'm just kidding, <laughs> but you know, you, you see, you know, you, you see the backstretch folks, they're working, they're working hard. The trainers are, are, they're all in. I mean, you know, you have, you know, Lucas is out on the horse in the morning. Um, you know, they live and breathe this, this, this job, this, the, the racing, they, they live and breathe the animal. And, and I don't think that's portrayed properly in, in the media. Obviously, you know, with what happened to Churchill, you know, media latches on to it and they don't see all the good things that happen when, you know, these owners are rehoming horses, you know, when, 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 when they're past their prime or they're not runners, you know, we're giving horses away to people to retrain them, to give them new homes so they can have fun and, and continue to be horses. Right. Um, but, it, it, you know, bringing in new fans through, through television would be phenomenal. Bringing in younger fans. Um, you know, there's not a lot of younger fans, you know, at a, here we, we get them in Saratoga. They'll get them in Del Mar, you know, Mammoth in the summertime. Um, but to bring them in, you know, for other than big weekends, maybe we figure out a way to bring them in. Um, you know, I, I don't have time to figure that out. And I, I know there's people way smarter than I am in, in that, you know, in that arena. But I, I think that would help out racing. I, I think, you know, my racehorse is, is doing a good job of bringing in people. Um, you, you know, they, they have a big fan base, which is nice. And there's other people getting involved in that. Yeah. And I think that I, I you know, I think people like to, to kind of poke fun at, um, at least I've seen people kind of poke fun at, you know, my racehorse of, yeah, you, you know, you put in this much money and you really don't. But I think what people are missing that are that whole thing is it's you're, you, when you're when you're buying into a share of my racehorse, it's not a business decision you're making. It's an entertainment decision you're making. And I think that if you look at it as an entertainment decision, you know, to get people involved, to bring them through the experience, it's it's nothing but positive. Right. And it's just like who cares? I mean, I think actually we're looking at this picture of authentic and like, I think authentic was like one of the ones that, that was involved in my racehorse at the beginning. And people were like, Oh, well, if you bought in a share, you only got this much out of it and you won the Derby, but it's like, that's, it's not, 
they get people to stop looking at it like that. But it's also racing in general. It's a very racing thing to do to make fun of something that's fun and successful. Like that's, I think that's anywhere in life. If yeah. somebody's successful, you know, their target. Uh, you know, what's the difference between buying a LeBron jersey and buying a hundred dollar share in authentic? Um, the LeBron jersey is two fifty. Right. But you're supporting him, right? So you know, and you're gonna watch him. You know, you're a fan. We need more fans. How how we bring fans in? If if that's the model, do it. Absolutely. And I, and look, I, I see people running around all the time that are like super excited that, Oh, my horse is running today. My horse is running today. And it's like, that's a, that's not a bad thing. Right. For racing. And yeah, I mean, I think, I think that that's, I think that the one thing I would say that, you know, my answer to that question is that I think racing makes a mistake of taking itself too seriously as a like good old boys club, like, Oh, that's not how we do things or, Oh, we don't no We don't do it like that. And, or, or, oh, no, that's not the right way to do it. And I, I just find that to be one of the things that drew me to you before we became friends was like, I, think I saw you had vans on the winner's circle. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, well, I, I didn't know better to be candid with you. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was when Zendaya won the Intercontinental. I didn't know better. And I just, I just continued to run with it for a while. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's okay. I don't think it's a problem, right? I mean, it, it doesn't. It, it, it's a silly thing that it should matter. I get it at Keeneland, you know, you got to dress up and in the, in the whatever. Um, I did drink a beer out of uh, the Jenny, out of this trophy out of the Jenny Wiley after Jenny Wiley. Yeah, you, you I did. did. It, it, back in the Keeneland room, I did. <laughs> the whole crew, it? no, the whole crew did it with me. Did it, was there any green coats looking at you? They kind of, you know, <laughs> Coolmore kind of made it happen, and it happened, and it was great. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, what was, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do that. She I remember. Looked, the first time I want to race at Keeneland, we go back in there, and, and the room is amazing, right? It's, you know, it's it's beautiful, the trophies, the history, just it's set up right, you know, the, the good glass of bourbon, and Bill goes, you know, Bob, what do you think about this? You know, they're talking to me, I go, look around, I go, I'm, I was born in Jersey, you're lucky this is all locked. <laughs> <laughs> It's it is a great place. And how many times has she won a couple of races there? Didn't she yeah, win Johnny Wiley twice? And then did she win? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right as a three year old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then good magic on the bluegrass. I got I got I think I have five five or six cups at the house. Really, it's a good place. It's a good place to win. We went out one time there. I don't remember what you were there for. We went to that uh that that bourbon place on downtown. We, we were it was that was a rough morning the next morning <laughs> and then we went to jeff ruby's and then we went it's always a, it's a rough morning after jeff ruby's too oh yeah that's a tough place it's a tough place to operate um tough place to operate bob i i i uh i appreciate you taking the time i know we got you probably got some fish to catch or cook or i'm off duty now i'm, I'm just gonna, i'll get on a zoom call here at three and uh go you know green screen it make it look like i'm in an office well we're, we'll be rooting for the green and purple uh if, whether it's at this meet Definitely, we'll be rooting, rooting for uh, Kalik because if, if we can get Kalik to win, we can maybe try to convince Chad to uh, to release that video. We got it on video. <laughs> it was on video. It was a great night. Another great night, Slava. I don't know how many we've had, but uh, you know, there's been a lot of them. There has been. Bob, I love you, buddy. You too, bro. Good to see you. Bet. Bob, that was great. I love hanging out with Bob. We went downstairs and, and went bowling right after. I'm just kidding. We didn't. We uh, Bob had a lot going on. I got a lot going on. It's dark days in Saratoga. They're off days, but they're not really off days because you got to catch up on all your chores and and uh, rejuvenate the body because uh, the other nights of the week can be a little bit tough on you. I want to thank our friends at Qatar Racing. Uh, once again, um, can't wait to see Caravelle in the Troy. Can't wait to see Caravelle back in California. Um, in November, 
defending her crown and a nice, firm, fast turf course. I think she's going to love that. Looking forward to her the rest of the season. Looking forward to seeing what else Qatar Racing has to offer for us here in the U.S. We know their presence overseas, but their presence here is growing, and we appreciate their support as well. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to this YouTube channel if you don't already do so. Subscribe, like, comment. Uh, This is an audio-only version as well that you can hear where you normally get your podcast from us us in the Money Media. Retweet, tweet. Make sure that you uh, show us some love. It's it's how we get these out to more people so more people can see them and enjoy them. I want to thank PTF. I want to thank Drew. I want to thank the rest of the In the Money Media team as well as the counterparts in the podcasting arena, Maggie, Acacia, Matty Ice, Spencer, uh, Michelle, Billy, I always start to panic. Uh, Edison, see? I'm always thinking. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. I need to know everything. Who and what and where I need everything. Trust me, I hear what you're saying, but I like it's new what you're telling me. I'm curious, George. I hop in the Porsche, five and a horse. I'm ready for war. I'm coming for throws to turn to a ghost. I need to know everything. Now you'd be surprised at the info you get is by letting them talk, so I'm letting them talk.